Welcome, everybody, to Taking Control, the ADHD podcast. I'm Pete Wright. That there's Nikki Kinzer. Hello, Pete Wright. How are you? I'm good. Yeah? Feeling feeling I'm, good? I'm, I am, and I'm ready to take notes. You know, I don't... I, you know, what are notes? <laughs> I what are know. notes, really? We're talking. Uh, this is a this is a digital episode, but I'm a, it's sort of a paltry digital episode, um, mostly because you, you know I've, you've heard it all before. I'm a, you know what I'm an advocate of. You know the tools that I use. I'm going to talk a little bit about them, uh, but I want to talk more about uh, process. And it's it starts with one of the things that you mentioned last week, uh, which was building awareness of your habits and behaviors at work. Do you remember that? Were you there? I do. Oh yeah, you no, were there. I don't. I don't worry about that. Yeah, no. what? I don't listen to the show. What? Uh, I said what? <laughs> totally not me. I, uh, yeah. you know, I that it really stri- uh, you know, sticks with me. This idea of, you know, how do you get a better handle of your routines? And I told the story about how, you know, when I started working uh, on contract for on, on an hourly basis, getting in touch with how I worked, the behavior that I, uh, you know, that I experienced when I worked, um, you know, made a big difference in my ability to be successful on projects. You know, what's really interesting to me about that is that it really does, it really is a very clear distinction between hourly and salary, right? Because it wasn't until you went hourly that you really tracked your time and, and realized what you were doing. I just think that's really an interesting concept. Yeah. Well, and you can, you can say the same, right? I mean, yeah. it's when you stop working for, uh, working for somebody on salary, yeah. you get in touch with your, with your time in a much more intimate way. It's, it's no so longer from eight to five. Are, right. That's so true. I wonder how many hours are wasted. Like if you were to look at productivity wise between a salary and an hourly, you know, just like in any kind of like big company, I wonder if there are, I mean, it would just be interesting to see the statistic of, of how many hours are wasted on a salary employee. Yeah. Like, do they waste time? Like, do they take an hour to go to the bathroom? I mean, I don't know. Yeah. You know, what? <laughs> what is the impact of a water cooler conversation, yeah, for example? Exactly. You know, the yeah. impact, there is an economic impact to the water cooler conversation. Uh, and, um, you know, when you work Hourly, you don't have to think about that. So that you know, it's yeah. sort of neither here nor there. But the bigger question yeah, is, exactly. what is the economic impact of going to work with ADHD? And and that's right. You know, I mean, we the 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 statistics are are not not in your favor uh, if mm-hmm. if you are struggling with ADHD and uh, that you know you're you're less likely to be able to hold down a full time job if you're struggling s- with s- severe ADHD. They, you know, the uh, billions of year of of dollars are wasted in lost income when you are struggling with ADHD. That is a that is a, a significant thing. So one of the things that I keep thinking about is what are the tools that we can use to help leverage the uh, your strengths and compensate for weaknesses at work, right? So Although, what have you come up with to solve this problem? Well, I don't know. I, I got some ideas. Oh, good. The, the first one is to, is to look at time. And I, um, you know, I, I love timers. Uh, you know, I love the idea of timers. The timer that I, uh, you know, I use a timer on my phone and I, I love the timer on my phone. It's, uh, it, you know, it gives me a sense of, you know, being able to, um, 
and I'll post links to this in the in our show notes uh, on the website. It's called Best Timer. It's for iOS. I'm a I'm an iPhone guy, so so my timer is iOS. But it gives me a couple of different time options. One is a countdown timer that is uh, that's similar to a time timer. Uh, so it shows you kind of the the hand sweeping down. So you see volume of time, right? You see time oh, right. in chunks. It's not just like a digital clock counting down. And I yeah. really don't like the digital clock counting down because when you see just that number, uh, you lose the sense of physical space of time, right? It it, to- yes, exactly. I agree. Uh, we just did the same uh, the same thing for my son. I should post a picture of this on the website. We, you know, we have this window of time in the morning. We have to wake up at, at you know, we have to have the kids downstairs at 630 in the morning to eat breakfast. And so we can leave the house by seven to get him to school on time, get my son to school on time. And so, you know, he has an alarm that goes off at six and then another one that goes off at 615. So he has some snooze time. Mm-hmm. At 6.15, he sits up and he looks at his clock on the wall. He has a big analog clock on the wall. It's like a, we, bought a, we bought a bunch of these like analog, like, you know, it's like the school cafeteria clocks. Like they're just right. white face, black rim, right? Just big numbers. And we pasted, my, my wife pasted on the back a, a pie shape, right? A 90 degree pie shape uh, on the back of the clock so that it, it's like this pie piece sticks out between 6.15 and 6.30. So if you can kind of envision this fin coming out between 6.15 and 6.30 with, uh, with pictures of the activities he has to do within that time. So he sees when the clock hand hits 6.15, this fin is there for 15 minutes, and it says you have to brush your teeth, get dressed, make your bed, and come downstairs. And those four things have to happen between 6.15 and 6.30. Does that make sense? So he has a visual, yeah. a, a visual cue. And it, because, you know, for, for him, we're trying to establish independence. For the rest of us who are struggling with, with ADHD, having a visual pie slice that says, this is the shape of my time, sometimes that gives us a much, uh, a much greater uh, relative appreciation of the activities we have to do in that period. That's uh, great. Yeah. So timers are big. Now back to activities. Uh, you, you know, how often do you find you're sitting at the computer and you're thinking, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm so busy. I better check Facebook. <laughs> right? I never do that. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's awful. And then I'm sitting there and I'm like, why am I on Facebook when I'm so busy? Yes. Yeah. What am I thinking? There are yeah. so many reasons oh. that you are thinking those things, but I'll tell you one of the things I love uh, so much. There are two. There's there's a set of applications that that allow you to see a, a report of the activity that you are engaging in on your computer. How you how can see, would you... you can see a report of the activity that you're engaging in on your computer. That's amazing. That's cool. It's super cool. So there are two applications I'd like to point you to. On a Mac, you're looking at an app. It's available for $5 for $4.99 in the Mac App Store called TimeSync, right? TimeSync. And uh, what TimeSync does, it runs in the background. It's a little menu bar icon, right? And you turn it on and you just let it run. Right, you just let it run, and then you don't think about it anymore. So turn it on on Monday, and on Friday, open it up and look at your activity report, and it shows you bar graphs of the 
apps, the individual apps or websites that you have open in that period and what time of the day you are using them. So you can see over time a little, a, a nice comparative slice graph that says, you know, here are the pools of applications that we call work applications. Maybe it's Microsoft Office, maybe it's mail, maybe it's, you know, whatever it is that you work in. And those you spent, um, you know, 40% of your time in this, uh, you know, but you spent 60% of your time on the web looking at TMZ and uh, Facebook and wow. like, right. And so you can see where you spent your time and how mon- how many hours uh, aggregate you spent with these apps in the foreground. So, for example, if you have mail open, uh, but, you know, you're not using it, it's not in the foreground. So you only see the little slice of uh, on the day, you know, maybe you have it open only a half hour on a given day. Even though it's launched, It's you can see how much it's launched. It may have been launched 29 days ago, but you've only been using it for a little bit of time. So it, it gives you that that sense of relative activity in a visual uh, block of time that helps you rationalize the time you spend doing certain things. So I find that really, really useful. And it, it helps you to um, to get out of the, uh, to avoid at least on the computer, the, the manual time tracking thing, which, you know, you may fudge. Let's just say it. Well, what's interesting, though, is you can kind of see how they can work together, though. I mean, like we were talking about last week, if you are taking a couple of days to track what your distractions are, mm-hmm. right, bringing back the awareness piece of it, and you're tracking your distractions, plus you have this app working, and it's also going to tell you how much time you spent on these different sites or programs or whatever. I mean, what a great you can't get any better no. awareness than that. You really can't. It is yeah. it, this. This is awareness uh, that is. It is calculated awareness, and that is that right. is really. And so, if you're on Windows, there is uh, there are a number of applications on both platforms for these. But the 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 powerhouse application on Windows is called Rescue Time, and I, I should say Rescue Time is also available for the Mac. But it is more expensive. It's nine dollars a month. It is a monthly fee, um, but you can pay annually. It's seventy two dollars for a year, but you get four months free if you go for rescue time. And it gives you um, a similar and, and robust uh, time tracking. Uh, if you want to get serious about productivity on your computer, these are the tools to do. Time, sync, and rescue time, uh, depending cool. on your platform. So that's that's one. Now, uh, you know, so that, that helps you build awareness. And then, you know, there's this whole, what do you do during the day? And I, I, I think we've talked about these, uh, the, the issues that face you when you're struggling with ADHD, whether it's time management, organization, uh, listening, taking turns, that sort of a thing, following directions. And, and a lot of those things, I, I come back to some of my old favorites, you know, do you, do you have a system for tracking your work. And and for me, again, I've talked about uh, uh, GTD, getting things done, David Allen's uh, uh, original process for for work management, for task, and, and really life management. And if you really embrace GTD, it is a robust system for managing every area of your life uh, and, and helping you be as effective and efficient as you, as you possibly can. Uh, it is challenging to do that, and you really do have to commit. And sometimes that's difficult for, uh, you know, if you're struggling with ADHD, you, you've got to study, and that becomes part of the thing that you need to do. But, um, you know, I would, I, I would suggest that there is great value in becoming a student of a platform, of a system like that, whether it's GTD or Pomodoro, whatever. Become a student of a platform and, and get yourself sharpened up on some of these, some of these work management skills. There is nothing well, worse than, than working. And I can say this as a, as a, as a uh, provider of services to other people who don't have their lives in order. It is very challenging to work for somebody who's out of control, who's struggling with ADHD and doesn't 
doesn't is not able to keep their 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 work and their responsibilities uh, in order. Uh, and and so you know you're doing yourself a favor and you're doing you're doing your team a favor because they have to interact in your orbit, and you right. want to make that as easy for them as possible and and rational. Well, and don't you think like the system like GTD? I mean, I, I again, I am with you. I mean, I think it's a great system. Um, and there's definitely been pieces of it that I have adopted and have never given up and probably never will. Um, but those type of systems, I mean, they, they can become pretty complex. And so wouldn't you agree that, you know, you, you study, I don't, well, maybe I'm that's kind of a leading question. Wouldn't you agree? Because if you don't agree, I'm going to yeah. get mad. <laughs> uh, I'm, kidding, I'm kidding. You can tell me if you don't agree. It's okay. Um, but you take the pieces out of GTD, for example, that really do resonate with you, that really work for you, and maybe, you know, be a little kinder to yourself if, if some of it doesn't work. I mean, it, you know, I don't oh, know. Oh, yeah, because... yeah, of course. But, but the, the, that's why I say be a student of a system. Right. Yeah, right. And, and because that means you're taking the time to reflect on the system, to reflect on where your system does work and where it is falling apart. Right. Uh, yeah. And and if you do that, then you can use the electronic tools that make the most sense. Now that you know, we've talked about OmniFocus obviously before. We've talked about things. We've talked about Outlook. We've talked about you know using these tools in a way that make the mo- makes the most sense for you and understanding the contexts of where your work and and life happens. But the the rule of thumb that works for ADHD and not, is to make sure you're working off of one list of work, right? It, this is the, the rule of the, the, you know, the work box, right? The, this mm-hmm. is where all of your email, all of your voicemail, all of your, all of your incoming activity from all of your assorted inboxes, uh, they're all being channeled to one place where you manage your work. And that can be your calendar. It can be Outlook. It can be, you know, things or OmniFocus. Wherever it is, this is where you manage your, your work product. And, and that is, yeah. I think, the number one that thing. Makes a, yeah, makes a big difference uh, for sure. And, of course, my, you know, my personal one is still a, a combination of, of OmniFocus and Evernote. I'm a huge fan of those things, obviously. But I want to move straight through that to the end of the day where I have, I'd like to add another tool to the uh, to the technical uh, uh, basket, uh, which we haven't thought of yet, and mm. that is it's called Calm. This is calm? another Calm. It's another app for iOS, and it is a guided meditation app. No, I love that. All right, really, I am so excited about this app. Calm. I can't even tell you. And and so it's one of those. It's free. There are um, it, you can buy up for specific guided meditations. But what I love so much about it is that it reminds us to be mindful. It, it mm-hmm. says you it, that you are it, to be a whole person. Right to be a whole person, you have to uh, to put the tools and systems in place to be able to be productive and to do so free of anxiety and stress that impacts your ability to be creative and passionate and vulnerable and active. Like this is how you stay in touch with your, with yourself. Mm-hmm. And, and so I, you know, I'm a big fan of calm. There are a number of, of these sort of apps. And so I, I, I offer calm as, as one in a giant lake of apps that offer you this sort of meditation training, both Android and iOS. I encourage you to seek something out that fits for you. Uh, and, and find this sense of mindfulness and use the technology you have around you to help help you achieve that. Now, if you are able to go sit outside and, um, you know, cross your legs in a ray of sun ending in a rainbow and find your inner self for 10 minutes a day and you don't need a guide of any sort, I encourage you to do it. But myself 
uh, as somebody who struggles with ADHD and can crawl out of my skin sometimes with frustration of sitting still, I need the voice in my head telling me where to go mm-hmm. uh, in, in my mind. So I encourage you to think that, uh, to, to look at that if you haven't done so. I love that. And you know what I love about that too, is that also can be a huge um, tool or strategy for people to, to, well, and this is probably why you're saying this, is to deal with the overwhelm, you know, from the day. So, you know, if you're feeling overwhelmed, you're feeling stressed, you have anxiety, taking those few minutes at the end of the day for that mindfulness, I mean, that is going to do wonders for that. Absolutely. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. So that su- surprised me. I, I, did, knew I it. was not expecting that. <laughs> I thought you were going to say something like, you know, I don't know, task to do.com. I know. I threw, I, <laughs> completed you know, task or something. Uh, I'm know. telling you, Calm has made its way to my homepage of apps. Uh, it's, uh, it, it's one of those that, you know, I, maybe it's because I'm a, you know, I'm a man of a certain age, you know, that I've, I've come to realize that my anxiety gets the better of me and, and anxiety when man, you know, sort of, um, exacerbated by ADHD, uh, it in, and September is a crazy busy month. Uh, it is. you know, it's just generally a crazy month and I'm realizing that the impact of of uh, activity and stress is I'm not mindful. I am not fresh. Okay. So with that being said, one of the podcast um, shows that I would like uh, like us to do in the future, um, I don't know when it will be planned, but at some point is, is around mindfulness, around meditation for ADHD. Um, but have you read the book 10% Happier from by Dan Harris? No. Okay. So this is definitely a book I want us to briefly talk about at some point because it is a great book. And, um, I think you would find it really fascinating. And I think our listeners would too, if you struggle with anxiety and that, that, uh, kind of negative thinking or, you know, all of these things that can happen, you know, you're comparing yourself to other people or whatever, but, um, Dan Harris is a, is an, as a news anchor with ABC and he talks about how he had a panic, panic attack on the air and the, basically the journey that he had to go through from this panic attack all the way to finding mindfulness and finding meditation. Mm. And it is a great book and I would love for us to do a show about it, but you got to read it first, Pete. I will do it. It's on my list. Yeah. It's a really easy read. Yeah. It's a really easy read. He doesn't actually come out and say that he has ADHD. I don't know if he does or not, but just some of the things that he, he, he references, it makes me wonder if he may not have it. I don't know. I mean, I'm not one to diagnose it, but, um, there's definitely characteristics that he talks about in the book that I think anybody would relate to, but specifically with ADHD too, just that racing of the mind. So, um, let's do that. Let's plan for that on the books and read it. I'm getting it right now. Yeah. 10% happier. That's wonderful. Uh, fantastic. So that's, that's, uh, that summarizes my story of the week. Uh, any, any other questions or comments from you? No, that's great. I'm going to look at the, the app today. Calm. Absolutely. Thanks. All right. Hey, thanks everybody for listening. You can find out more about the show, uh, head over to the website or jump into iTunes, uh, and, uh, just search for us there and search for the ADHD podcast. We'll come right up. We sure appreciate kind comments and, and, uh, positive ratings. Uh, it's very motivating for us. Thank you to everybody who's taken the time to do 
that. Uh, you can uh, find out more about uh, Nikki and her coaching. And that, you know, I didn't mention this, but really the number one thing, if you are struggling with setting up your your uh, the tools that you need at work, if you want to be most effective, is get a coach. Work, work with a coach for a little bit. So call Nikki. Straighten your work stuff out. She's going to help you do that. Thank you, everybody, for listening. On behalf of Nikki Kinzer, I'm Pete Wright, and we'll catch you next week on Taking Control, the ADHD podcast. <laughs>